three of the best. He's made them pay. He's uploaded a third episode of The Agency onto the interweb. Hello, everyone. Thank you for stopping by for another weekly dose of our brand new podcast, The Agency. Uh, this week, we did a great review, had a great time with the boys, John and Ryan, talking about our Game Week 1 changes, points, and Game Week 2 predictions. Make sure you stick around. There's not only talk of those changes, but also a couple of uh, putting on accents near the end of the episode. It's quite it's quite funny content. Before getting into the episode, as per usual, I would like to thank this week's sponsor, Swift Lifestyles. Swift Lifestyles provide you with the best pre-workouts, chewable energy gummies to keep you focused for your daily tasks, workouts, anything that you can think you need energy for. Oh boy, oh boy, can it, does it provide you energy for that? And once again, make sure you use the code SUPERFAM at checkout over at their website if you're picking anything up for 15% off. Yes, indeed, 15%. Look, we look after you guys here as much as you look after us by listening to the show. That's enough from me. Get me out of here. Straight into the action. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the second FPL episode of The Agency. Once again, we are joined by... The two supreme FPL players in John Carton and Ryan Sherlock Lynch. Boys, how are you getting on tonight? Pretty good after my first week. Solid, solid score, you know. Trying it was a solid boys. score. Ryan, what the, you're, you also had a solid score, Ryan. Don't talk to me. <laughs> now, Ryan, Ryan, I know like everyone's going to be. For those that are listening over audio and not visually, I do have our picks from last week and how they got on up on the screen. And then uh, John ended up with 93 points. Brian ended up with 71, which is a very respectable score. And the, the surprise of the bunch was uh, myself that didn't contribute last week. And <laughs> in regards to the talk where couple of ins and outs here and there got 95 only to be pipped in our uh, league to top spot by a Hyungman soul goal against Man City wanker shout out uh, to shout out to Colm Stringer who clearly listened to the podcast yeah, yeah. even though he said that <laughs> he had Ben Rama in and before listening <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop, stop the cap stop the cap thanks for listening thanks for, li- for, for listening to our advice much appreciate <laughs> Yeah, it's always good. It's always good to be vindicated, you know. If only hey, we... it ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, at least, at least you did all right. Like, look at me, Jesus! I completely went against myself. Actually, yeah, that, and it's funny. Like, we have the one of our friends in the league, Catherine, uh, isn't mad on English Premier League, and she listened to the podcast. Went by our choices, and uh, Ryan, I think she ended up with more points than you this week. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, shout out Catherine on uh, listening and going with our selection. So, what I have done here, boys, and I think it's the way that we'll we'll run it just for the start of this before going into our game week two predictions and picks. Actually, need to get the the fixture list up just just for that. Uh, I have combined what you had said in the previous episode down below, having your original drafts going into game week one. And then I have your final teams 
for game week one above them. So what I will do is, given... Right, I've got... We'll do the numbers in my head thing again, right? And this time... John, you started last week. Ryan, you start this week. Uh, right. I'm going to go with nine, because you got 95 points. No. I'll go with five, because you got 95 points. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll go with seven, because of how many points you finished behind Stringer. in the league and it's also how many points you are luckily ahead of me do you know what John you, you've you got a slap bang on the head there we're yeah. going with number two right so you go first John run through your initial draft and then the changes you made to your final game week one team and why you did it okay well the first thing I want to say is like I didn't really change any of my opinions from the first from the first podcast. <clears throat> Obviously, Ryan just sorry, sorry, team sorry, apart, sorry, Bruno Fernandez. Know? Sorry, sorry. But, uh, for me, it was a few tweaks here and there. Like <clears throat> Bruno Fernandez isn't going to my team. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, sorry, yeah. I've got something stuck in my throat there. Oh, sorry, John. Oh, sorry. That's not. A, that's not a biased selection. Pepe. Okay. The first thing I did was. I was listening to Ryan about Backman as my subkeeper on the initial draft. Kind of got in my head a bit, and I was thinking, right, so I'll have a look at the other 4.5 million goalkeepers and see if there are any better options out there. And I just remembered seeing Rea in the cha- in the playoffs last year and in the championship. Made some good saves any time I've seen him, um, which admittedly wasn't that often, but it was probably a bit more than, than i seen Backman playing the league. Um, so I, he passed the eye test, first of all. Mm. And then I just had a little look at the stats, and I seen that he comfortably made more saves, like way more saves than the other two promoted goalkeepers, uh, so Backman and Tim Krul. So I threw him in. That was the first change I made. Then following that, I did the switch with Tony. I brought him in and benched Ben Rama, which did not work out for me at all. And Oh I, no, no, no! I <laughs> it came it came back to bite both of us in the air. It's not putting Ben Rama in. To be fair, all yeah. three, all yeah. three. But, yeah, yeah. But we, but boys, as as we said, we didn't know if he was going to play in the ten or if he was going to play it wide. Yeah. Surprise, yeah. surprise! He played in the ten, and West Ham played started off the season exactly how they finished off last season, and yeah. uh, they they look very, very good. And certainly in the fourth game, it looks like he could fill Jesse Lingard's boots. In that, in that role. Yeah, yeah. he was missing a couple of dance moves, so I'm going to give him yeah. minus two points for that, but it, bar, bar that, it was a uh, solid enough performance. By Lingard-esque. Lingard-esque. Yeah. yeah. Like I, did, I did fancy Van Rama's fixture more than Tony's. It was just the fact that, you know, for that fourth game buzz, I wanted a player yeah. in. Yeah. And I, I picked the wrong player. Ben Shreya started Tony, so. But uh, it happens. And uh, after that, then I did the target the cash move literally because the day before i seen some murmuring around twitter that ashley young might actually start in the left back spot now i didn't yep. i didn't foresee that myself but you know just to play it safe i thought you know matty cash is more nails so i did that switch there the the the, the thing was uh i i also as you'll see from my team i had target on the 
bench. And yeah. I, I was of a similar mindset. When I actually saw that Young had started and Target only got, like, only got a half of football, that's where I've made my change this week. Is like I'm not keeping a 5 million defender when I can get a 4.5 in yeah. that's actually going to play. So, Ashley Young out of position, anyone? No? 4.5? Uh, you know, five. If he took their free kicks, maybe. He's five, Is he on the free kicks? No. He'll, he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be dropped again when I think Leon Bailey comes into the, the starting 11. Well, the, when they brought Leon Bailey in, it was Ashley Young playing a left-back. Yeah, true, yeah. See, see, these are the things, just like with Mikel Antonio saying, not bad for a right-back <laughs> coming up yeah. to the, being the best goal scorer. Like, what's he doing up there at striker? Putman defense, FPL. <laughs> Take the hit. <laughs> Four and a half million yeah. defender. <laughs> yeah. I'll move on to the, the big change, the, the last, which was also the last change. And that was the, the Bruno. Or yeah. Bruno, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brunyange. Yeah, so I, I literally only made that change. I'd say about an hour before before kick or before the deadline, I did Trent to Samikas and Havertz to to um, help me out, Bruno. And the, the only reason was because I like I'm, I was confident in Havertz, I was confident in Trent, but I just saw some talk again on Twitter about Havertz having played 120 minutes during the week. And apparently he just looked completely out on his feet. Mm. So, yeah, so I was thinking here he might get 60 minutes, you know. So I, I was looking around for other kind of players in that price bracket. And there was a few of the City boys in there, you know, uh, like Wondergan and Foden. I even had I had Torres in for a, minute, for a, a brief minute. Um, but none of them were really assured of a start. You know, the problem with putting Torres in, if he doesn't score this week, He's benched next week, and that's another transfer you have to think about then. Yeah. So, so I just kind of looked at it. I was like, right, like let's not think about the budget. If I need to make another tweak somewhere, I'll make it. Who would I ideally have in here? You know, as my fourth midfielder, and it was it was Bruno. You know, and because of the Samika starting a four point four point oh, it just it was no brainer. Like obviously now in a few weeks, Samika has another transfer waiting to happen. But as we've seen from game week one, we have Liveramento at four, we have Javier at four for Wolves. There's a few options there that Samikas could be switched to, so it's not going to be a major problem. So I think I can handle having them two premiums in midfield for at least going forward. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's it's interesting that you're saying that you're going to be switching, you know, Samikas out when Robo comes in Robo's and doesn't back. play with another very cheap defender just to be able to keep that kind of budget there for for Bruno or any other high signings that you want to put in. I was I was going to uh the boys know this that I actually got the I was told that the transfer deadline for uh the FPL was seven o'clock, unbeknowing by someone in the chat. And used to be the cutoff was yeah the cutoff was actually half six and i i had made three changes and simicast was one of them and wilson was the other uh, i can't remember who the third one is i keep saying the other two boys but they were going to be you're saving three and a half there on trent like and you're you're saving you're saving like 
500k on, on Wilson or so and depending on price change because I'd be budgeting around trying to get Lukaku in at some point mm. um, in regards to the squad that I've got there but yeah the, the Bruno thing when you sent a text into us going boys I lied and showed us a picture that Bruno was yeah. in I was like are you actually fucking kidding me <laughs> like, and it was such a thing because we, we said it last week we didn't know Give it like we shouldn't take a knockout tournament as a form guide in like during the summer. As we said last time, Portugal, none of the Portugal team really turned up and people were debating on Bruno going in or not. But we also stated that if Sancho is coming in to start, then Bruno won't be the focal point. Well, Sanchez be less didn't of a focal play. point. Yeah, he'd be less of a focal point. Sanchez didn't play. It was Dan James, Greenwood up top, and once again. John will say you've got your choice of Greenwood in midfield right. He did get a goal. Yeah, Uh, he wasn't involved in the goals. You did get misguided. You said Greenwood, you meant Pogba. Pogba was involved in all the goals. um, And it's a thing that once you actually start getting that first 11 in with Sancho, that Bruno's going to be taken away as the, the focal point. But given that they weren't there, everything was just through the middle for and it has to be said Leeds were absolutely shocking as well oh, yeah. not to take away anything from United's performance but Leeds were horrendous uh, so they're, <laughs> I, I, I'm laughing thinking of you talking about putting Raya in um, because like the points on John's bench is Raya 8 Ben Rama 12 and Ailing, <laughs> Ailing yeah. on 6 like, 28 points on the bench yeah, like it, it's scandalous that that like because he's got Shaw and Cash in that both got one point, like and then Sanchez got, only got two. Yeah, and Tony only got like a couple as well. But look, that that's the ins and outs of FPL. Like you've got the player picks right; it's just yeah. getting them in the team. Because myself and Ryan discussing the Arsenal review just like how good Rhea was in his shot stopping especially that Pepe saying yeah, oh, yeah, at, yeah. at the very end was a fantastic reflex down to his near post that it's like well okay do you get blindsided on the occasion first game in 70 years in top flight are more people going to put them in and then regret putting them in because like Arsenal didn't have an attack when they come up against teams that actually have an attack, is he going to be still worth putting in the team at that low price? I think he'd be more worth putting in the team at that low price. I mean, if, if, when they're playing better attacking teams, he'll make more saves. More saves point. and get the um, I actually think I actually slightly disagree with that. Um, okay, if, he comes, right. if he comes up against a competent attack, he's going to concede more because realistically, yeah. our attack was completely incompetent on the day, and I, I like all of our shots were coming from our left back. Other teams are going to have strikers taking shots against them. Realistically, Look, I, I, I'm not saying he's going to make that many. You know, he's not going to have that many clean sheets over the course of the season. But the thing about it is, at 4.5 million, like there's not many keepers in that bracket who are gonna, who are gonna yeah, have a lot yeah. of clean sheets. So I think the save points kind of is is where they're worth our salt. I need the 4.5 keepers. You know, if you're yeah, budgeting yeah. on keepers, you want one that's making a lot of saves. It'll it'll come into play with a bonus point here or there as well. You know. Yeah, that that that's where um one thing I literally just went 
<laughs> I just went fuck it and didn't throw uh, a keeper that's going to be playing. I literally just went Ben Foster. Yeah, the cycling GK. Throw him in there. He's the most selected goal goalkeeper of the year. Or he's the second most. Yeah. We're waiting to see if he actually gets the, the top spot. Emmy's top. But, uh, yeah, but if uh, Arson Villa, if Arson Villa play like they played on the weekend, Emmy's coming straight out. No. They were they were not at the races and no, not performing yeah. the way that everyone kind of expected them to true. to be, especially against a newly promoted Watford team. The, it's very interesting. Supposedly news came out today that Sar has asked to leave Watford before the end of the window, so it'd be interesting to see how that transpires. Where is he linked to? He wa wasn't even linked to anyone. Like, obviously, he's linked with us because he's mates with Mane. Yeah. But the last thing we need to do is spend big money on an attacker that's going to be away in January. We're already going to be missing Mane and Salah. Yeah, so what, what's the point of finding Af another African to be gone in January? Yeah. That's why we're linked with, like, going with uh, Doku. Like, so, uh, Ryan, go, go ahead. I want to give everyone forewarning, right, that... Not forewarning as for such, but Ryan was texting in to me like basically every day after the podcast with constant changes. And I said, yo, the way I did my team was I picked it, locked it in, fired the last day. I thought, okay, maybe these couple of players will be better financially and they'll still get the same points. And uh, I was like, man, you just got to lock it in. Go, go, you know, pick something and Ryan you said to me look look at all the, the big FBL boys that are on YouTube and that they change their teams like every day and I was like yeah it doesn't mean it always works and you still got 71 points let it be said 71 points is a very decent first week with 6 million to spare yeah and that's the that's the main take is the fact that you've got that money in the bank and we know where that money is going to go it's going to my captain said, this week Romelu Lukaku yeah, and as you said, he's going to be locked in for the season once yeah. you get him in. Yeah, he's not leaving once. There's not one. There's not one game. I'm afraid he won't score in. So, do you want to uh, go through the the changes of the team? Yeah, the first. Yeah. So, so to start off, I went Trent to Simicast purely because I wanted that three and a half million to, to go towards Lukaku. Pretty much every change I made is with the with, is with the intention of eventually getting to Lukaku. Um. <clears throat> in defence, I changed White for Chambers. John got into my head there. Uh, clean sheets aren't something that Arsenal go come come by very 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 often. I went for a fullback instead. Chambers gets up. He, he gets a couple of crosses in. He might get lucky with an assist in, in a game every now and then. Uh, it, it, just, it was just a, it was a bit of a no brainer for me. Uh, I do want to have an Arsenal defender in there, even though we're shit. Uh, just I, I like to have at least one player for my team. So having my fifth player, my fifteenth player as an Arsenal player is, is fine by me. Uh, in midfield, so uh, in midfield I changed Pepe for Smith Rowe. Uh, I think Smith Rowe is probably going to have. Uh, he's not going to. I don't think he's going to get as many points as Pepe, but for two million of a of a save, and I think it's he's like he's bagging of the year personally. Five and a half million is fucking pennies. When you when you saw everything went through him against uh, against Brentford, and he was very unlucky not to have a couple of goals or a couple of assists in that yeah. game. In my in my opinion, anyway. Um, I don't know. I know other changes. I know other changes in midfield. Oh no, I did. Sorry, I took out. I took out Hernandez. That was uh, that was always going to happen. As I, I said that in the last podcast, I went for Rafinha. Uh, I didn't like his first fixture, so I kept him on the bench. But I think I, I think I think uh, last season I think he was involved in as many goals as Salah was 
to in, in minute ratio, so he was a no-brainer for me at six and a half million. Bit of a steal. Uh, up front, I put Balogun in last minute because I heard he was starting, and I thought we'd beat Brentford. That's the only reason. I was incredibly wrong. Balogun was shocking, and the performance was poor all around. Um, and then I changed Antonio to Jimenez, and Antonio saved my week. So, I'll take that. Yeah, the reason I changed that. that was because I heard that Jimenez was going to be dropped for Adama a couple like just before. So again, it was it was a last minute switch. And that rumor came to be true. Adama yeah. did start up and run, <clears throat> and that seems to be supposedly the rumor is that's where they're going to be playing them this season. Yeah. Is constantly up uh, top, but once again, he's being linked with a, a move away before the window shuts. So it's all up in the air on what on that. What I was trying to get across there is like if you listen to our Arsenal Brentford review, you'd know Smith role was kind of like the the Bruno Fernandes role with Man United. Everything went through him, like going forward. And as soon as Arsenal got him into the game, <clears throat> excuse me, got him into the game, that they they look more potent going forward. So it's going to be interesting. As of this evening, Arsenal have agreed a deal with Real Madrid for. Odegaard, so it's going to be interesting to see where Smith Rowe ends up in the team, but I, I still expect him to start. Um, uh, I was thinking right. back to la- to the end of last season, and he did try and play the two together a lot, and it still went through. It, it still went through Smith Rowe from every from every game I can remember. Smith Rowe was still the star player. Odegaard was, was brilliant at picking up passes and winning the ball back and whatever, but he still he was still looking for Smith Rowe when he got the ball. Yeah. Um, but when he dropped one, it was Odegaard who went to the bench. It wasn't Smith Rowe. So I think I think Smith Rose nailed in. I think he was given the ten for a reason. Uh, of course, Brian, that won't that might not matter in December when our tie gets sacked. But yeah, uh, the, there's one there's one pick here that I, I want you to talk about how it, it affected everything, and that was Bertrand. Don't do this to me. Yeah, don't do it to me. Well, what? No, I refuse. How, I refuse. You, you pick a player. I refuse. I refuse. Off the match, he gets COVID. I refuse. I refuse to speak about it. <laughs> I refuse. That that's that's fair enough because because I know from speaking about Ryan off the show, uh, he uh, didn't want to go for your traditional defender in the team, and uh, he thought Bertrand was a great choice. And <laughs> the morning of the match, Bertrand gets COVID and just like ruins the meta ruins what everyone else is throwing in so it's unfortunate but i was like i was like no one has a leicester defender leicester keep clean sheets it's it's, it's it was a no-brainer you know and then morning of he'd started every game in preseason. luke thomas hadn't been seen in preseason. i looked at the team sheet and he's not even on it i was like you're taking the fucking piss Ru- it, it literally ruined my weekend yeah yeah, was... I was I was I was this close to just quitting FPL. I was gonna just lock Lukaku in and just and just leave it for the for the season, no problem. <laughs> yeah, just because. Like, yeah, I was you, that, I was that annoyed. I was I was genuinely that annoyed. You couldn't script it. Uh, okay, I'll run through my team quickly and then we'll get into uh, our thoughts of the the games coming up in the second week and. Okay, I, I could run through your entire team with three words. I know what those three words are, Ryan. Lay it out to the community. Set piece merchant. And you know what? He is a hundred percent correct. 
that that like it's it's something that you've got you gotta take into consideration. Like, I rate it. I rate it. I used to do it every year. I used to put an entire team of free kick takers every single year. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you're you're talking about teams that are strong in the air as well with the players that they've got. So that's essentially like why I know John, you were pure raging when Creswell got got that goal against Newcastle. Uh, I was also robbed of an assist uh, yeah, against me. Newcastle off the line because of the little Almiron, the little prick. He was very impressed going forward, Cresswell, in that game. The, I mean, the whole West Ham team were. I mean, yeah. I don't know, the old association with David Moyes, he was a defensive manager. It's, it's very exciting to watch West Ham now. I mean, that game was end-to-end at, at times. That, that but, game but was you know what, right? my game at the weekend. I think that what, what why West Ham are so exciting to watch is because they, they bought into his philosophy, whereas United didn't. Um, I think I think if you look at if you look at how we played with Everton at times Everton were really exciting to watch under under David Moyes because they would they would sit back but they just defend well and as soon as they got the ball they were bombing forward and that's exactly what West Ham do well they've got Suchek and Rice in midfield who are winning the ball a little bit further up and they're just bombing straight away they're not looking to pass the ball around like fucking Man City or Arsenal they're looking to just get the ball forward and take as many chances as they can and that's what their team is built for that's why Antonio does so well for them see the issue I, th- I think like boys. Moyes always had like a poison chalice. He came in after Fergie was gone. The big issue with Moyes at the time, and John, you'll you'll agree with this, is that they were looking for investment. He was looking to be backed going for players. He talked about the big names that he had spoke to about bringing them in. And then the window just got dragged out. And last minute, they signed Fellaini. So it was just like, are, are you actually for real? After being linked with the likes of Fabregas or Doramos. Yeah, like was, uh, I don't remember all the names, but there was a lot of big names like the United that summer. Yeah. And then he goes to his old pal. Yeah. Like it, it just solidified his like deathbed at, yeah, at that stage. And yeah, then, and then in January it was yeah. the same story, and he only got madder. Yeah, yeah. Go on, John. What were you gonna say? No, it was just an uphill battle from 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 then on. Like you know, that Fellaini signing, the Fellaini signing turned into a bit of a laughing stock from opposition fans and that as well. You know. <sighs> Oh, yeah. see, see fans coming to the stadium with the hair yeah. the hair wigs and it's just like oh yeah this is this is not a vibe um but yeah no my my team as you say set set pieces um i've got duncan there because he takes free kicks from brighton Arsenal just signed aaron ramsdale Oh my god. Ryan, we'll come to you directly after I finish running through this theme. Uh, Dunk takes free kicks. Creswell takes corners. Uh, I saw Bowen was taking corners on the opposite side. Uh, and I was just thinking maybe, maybe I'll get him in at some stage. Trent obviously takes Liverpool's set pieces. Greenwood was in there based on your choice, John. I gave you a good goodwill of fate and went with him uh i will once everything gets settled back to united's first 11 he'll be coming out because there are cheaper options that will be starting that do get good points the likes of rafinha um jota got a goal i I was always going with jota and salah based on they're down as midfielders but they're forwards Mason Mount, I, I struggled with. Uh, you boys were, everyone was locked in on Kai Havertz. And I was like, right, same thing as you said there, John. He played 
120 minutes in the Super Cup final. I was like, Ziyech, I was, it was between him and Ziyech. And Ziyech got injured. Yeah, Ziyech got injured in the match. So Mount came in for me and he played the, the whole match grand. Uh, and he's kind of in there more for when I get Lukaku in as well, because I think he began a lot of assists when Lukaku's in. I, I still don't agree. Like, I know Ryan was telling me yesterday that supposedly Tuchel has said Lukaku was going to be playing against Arsenal, but I still think that the home factor for Arsenal is going to be a massive, massive deal. And I don't think Lukaku's going to run right. I'll be I'll be thrown against the mass now next week when he scored three. But I just go You think our defence is only liable for three goals against a physical forward? You're insane. You're insane. I can I can see another eight two on the cards tomorrow or this weekend. I really I really can. I really can. Well, we won't be seeing Ryan over the weekend, so I think we're and, in the uh, worst state we've been in ever. Right now. Yeah, I I w I, I wouldn't completely. And Chelsea are in the best way. state they've ever been in. This is this is not a good time to play them. No worries about Lukaku taking a game or two to settle in. No, none, none. He's he's getting he's got the ideal fixture. He's playing against the weakest defense in the league day one. Easy, easy. He's gonna score. He's gonna score at least two day one. Uh, Tuchel plays a similar yeah. system to Conte anyway, so he's not gonna have to bet him in, bet him in that much. I'm I'm not happy with going without him this week. I'll It'll be, be a plug and play. It's it's easy. Uh, I look. I was thinking about you know. Taking a couple of points of hits to get him in, but I'm, I'm going to ease it and I'm not going to go full pelt. As I say, I've got my crazy hat on and look, live by the sword, die by the sword kind of mentality. Uh, was very was very lucky in my pick that like I was debating on the fact of Arsenal Villa's performances if uh, Ings is going to live up to what everyone's saying he's going to live up to, and lucky enough they got that penalty last minute. He got a goal. Um, but yeah, I, t- I think that basically covers my whole team. I've already made my change for this week. I said to the boys, they know who it is. I'll talk about it afterwards. It's not the greatest of choices given the information. I had forgot there's a Europa League <laughs> uh, fixture this week and an injury may occur. I don't think he's going to play Europa League. Uh, yeah, I'm very hopeful. I'm very hopeful he doesn't play. That's what myself and John were talking about. Nah, they've, got, they've got three players in that position. I think he'll be fine. Uh, John, we'll, we'll go with game week two. What fixtures are you kind of looking towards and what changes are you thinking about making to that team? Well, first of all, in terms of fixtures, I think United and Liverpool both have tasty fixtures again this yeah. weekend. You know, Liverpool at home to Bournemouth. United away to Southampton. Southampton's defence do not inspire confidence at all. No, and they got oh, rid of their best defender. Yeah, like. best guy gone. Bertrand gone, like really solid left back as well. So, they look really poor against Everton. Sorry, uh, Southampton looked very poor against Everton as well. Yeah, yeah, really did. Um, no, but uh, I just I, I my challenge Ryan's point there about Arsenal being the worst defence in the league. I think uh, it could be a toss-up between them and Southampton. Yeah, well, to be fair, I kind of forgot Southampton are in the league. They, 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 they kind yeah. of just are, are automatic relegation to me. I kind of just yeah. assume they're, they're the, the 25th championship team. Yeah, I, I think Salah will probably be the most popular captain pick this week. Mm. I disagree. But, uh, I think a lot of people will go against him because of Burnley. I think I think Fernandez will be the most popular pick. Yeah, well, I'm going to go with Bruno anyway myself, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
But uh, no, I really fancy him away to Southampton. You know, it could be another nine-one. You never know. Yeah, well, yeah. you did say six-two for the Leeds match, and you did win by the well, same goal difference. I was, I was so. far off, yeah. You weren't no. far off. You weren't far off. Yeah, you're bang on with that. <clears throat> and I, I've got to agree. I was saying to Ryan yesterday that I don't think. Salah's going to do what people think he's going to do against Burnley because Burnley's always like last time Burnley came to Anfield they they beat us 1-0 like so it, it's always a difficult fixture because they Anfield. don't they don't come they don't come out with the ball so they don't suit Klopp's style of play because they're so compact yeah. all the time that they don't let Liverpool come at them yeah they, there's no there's no room to counter they, uh, there's no room to yeah, counter they, they don't fall into the, oh, we're going to follow your false nine to give space yeah. in behind the back. They're going to put a blanket defence down and yeah. stay there for 90 minutes if they can. They've got so two holding mids where the false nine's falling into. Not yeah, fucking false it, about it there, well. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, got, it's going to be a, a tougher FPL pick this week yeah. in regards to your captain choice than it was last week because it's fairly nailed on. Who, who people's captain choices were going yeah. to be last week. But I, I think I've got to agree with John. If you do not have attacking United players in your team this week, you are going to fall behind. Like Southampton are just absolutely abysmal. Yeah, I, I'm kind of half so... thinking that after I get Lukaku in, my transfer every week is just going to be whatever striker's playing against uh, Southampton, to be honest. Southampton. Yeah, and you know what? That That's an absolute... Shout! I've done it. I've done, I did it last year. Every, whoever was playing Sheffield United, that their forward was my captain. Yeah, well, they're, they're... it didn't work out too well. But that's on, <laughs> that's only because it's, uh, for whatever reason, everyone decided they weren't going to score against Sheffield United, except for uh, you know, the, like the backup players are scoring. You know, the the midfielders. No, none of the strikers. Oh, yeah. yeah, the sport. You know, well, that's true. Like when Yalom scored when we were um, when I was in Madrid. Wijnaldum, yeah. we were watching the game in our Airbnb, and Wijnaldum scored like a scrappy goal to win one nil. It was like, it was like, oh yeah, everyone's got our forwards in, but it's just yeah, Wijnaldum. Pretty sure, scores. pretty sure it's Salah captain for that game. Yeah, yeah. So, John, what kind of changes are you thinking looking at that game week? Who would you be bringing in? Um, I'm fairly comfortable with my team going into game week two. The the big headache I have is how to get Ben Rama into that starting lineup. Um, yeah. Because I mean, in game week one, it was kind of a toss up between him and Ivan Tony, and I really fancy Tony for this fixture against against Crystal Palace. He was unlucky against Arsenal with that strike to hit the post, um, and he looked very lively all game. So I really, I really want him in my team again, even though he was. He was actually my only four, only player in that front seven to, to blank last week. Yeah. yeah. I think he's really due for game week two, so I, I'm not sure who I could drop for Ben Rama. Um, do you, do you, as a Liverpool fan, Keith, would you be confident of uh, Diogo Jota starting again in game week two? Do you, do you know what? I was literally just going to bring up that point. Firmino came on and scored, right? Yeah. I think Klopp is very much of the mindset now that he's going to rotate between the two he um, kind of seems with that mindset anyway really Mane was our worst performer in front three and he has been for a long time and I can definitely see it being this week that Jota plays left wing and Firmino plays in the striker position yeah I, I feel like he might go with all four I mean against Burnley you know when Burnley will sit back he might need all four of them on the pitch to kind of find a way through yeah. We we tried we tried that once before and it just like the boys just create chances but they don't finish them and it's like uh, we'll we'll see what happens but if if 
I out of your midfield, if you're going to take anyone out, I would take Jot out 100. percent Yeah. He says, I, and then he's Jot in and he gets hot. <laughs> I just want Ben Rama. He looks, he looks, yeah. he looks so, he looks so impressive. And I know yeah. saying Leicester, it's, it's, you know, it's not the easiest fixture, but just I can see goals in that game. I really can. The thing is, right, that even though Leicester won against Wolves, Wolves were all over them, but they couldn't score. And that's the thing that's keeping me from putting a lesser defender in at the prices that they are, is to see how their games are going to go. Because if Wolves, who are supposedly a much weaker side this year with the, you know, Jimenez not starting, you've got the Parchers, you've got the manager gone, and Wolves are causing lesser trouble game week one, like, I, I think West Ham could do a like a, a a good number against them this weekend. Yeah. Especially at home. Well, I think West Ham could kinda of throw it up against anybody this year to be honest. I don't really think they need to be afraid of any fixture. I uh, certainly wouldn't as the teams that finish in top four, I certainly wouldn't be afraid or what top five, I wouldn't be afraid of Leicester at all. If if I was West Ham I wouldn't be afraid of them at all, personally. No. Yeah. And is it funny, there was two there was two things we brought up in the first episode and that was Leicester's striking position. And they went with Vardy last weekend. Yeah, well, we knew that it was who was going to play with him was more. It was more yeah, the question. It was going, it was going, yeah, it was going to be who who else came in. But we brought up the point of Suchek being a form player, and Suchek got on the sheet last weekend. So it begs the question: Does he potentially make it into the team this week? I, I, I think Suchek was quite lucky with his goal. Um, okay. it wasn't his typical goal that he that he would get. Like it was a rebound from a penalty, you know. Uh, his typ- like he, typically he, he scores. He, he was. He was brilliant. He, he's always brilliant. But he, he was a lot deeper. I thought. I didn't really see him pop up in, in the box as much as he normally would. Um, uh, if he if I saw him pop up a bit more from the set pieces, I, I probably would have put him in this week for Jota to be honest. But um, I don't think. So. I don't think. I think it's a bit early just yet. Yeah. Yes. Uh, just on the the point of like West Ham players. I noticed in the second half in particular, Creswell never really went into the final third once they had taken the two-goal lead. So it's just something to be wary about that. If goals do come in that West Ham team and they have a substantial lead, Creswell isn't going to be going up forward to take your corners because Bowen started taking her corners at that stage. Yeah, I think you've and got you've got Ben Rama who's surely got a decent cross on him as well. Like I wouldn't be too confident on Creswell yeah. as set pieces. Yeah, no, it's definitely an earlier game if they can get one earlier on. So I'm going to be definitely keeping an eye out on that just for my choice because at five point five, if he's not uh, contributing much coming through a couple of weeks, I can def- you know save a couple of pound there. Yeah. Brian, if John is saying that he's set on his team with maybe one change, we, you've said from the start, we know who you're bringing in. Yeah, well, I'm making, I'm making, two, I'm making two changes this week, so. Okay. I'm taking out, okay. I'm taking out, I'm taking out Luke Shaw. Um, I, I would like to have Luke Shaw ideally this week, but I need, to, I need the one mil, and I'm not, I'm not comfortable with the four and a half, with the four million defenders. I'm not comfortable with Livermore at all, at all. He plays for Southampton, as we just said, they're the worst defense in the league. And uh, I'm not comfortable with Hoiver. I'm not sure. I'm not confident that he's going to start, to be honest. 
Uh, I think I think I think Samedo could come back this week, next week. I'm just I don't, I just don't have the faith in him to to continue starting. Goes back to what we said. You may be a couple of points off from game week one, but getting Lukaku in there and being your captain, you may make up those points. Especially if I'm not getting Lukaku in this week. You did that. Well, I, th- I, I think it'll be I think it'll be two or three weeks before people get Lukaku in. I think if you can have a, a, a big first three weeks, that'll be huge for me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Turn turn the league on its head. Yeah. Because it'll force people into moves. Like it'll it'll force John to make a decision on whether he keeps Bruno or Salah or get uh, to get Lukaku in. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Ryan. I feel like I could keep Bruno and Salah and get Lukaku in. That's insane. No, it's it's not it's not insane at all. I've I've been thinking through it. I have a little little plan in my head. Uh-huh. So so you're definitely getting rid of you're definitely getting rid of Shaw for that. Um. No way you're not getting rid of Shaw. There's no way. No, I'm, I might not be getting rid of Shaw for that. No. There's no, there's no other way. There's not, there's not, there's... <laughs> there is, there is. Okay, if you look at my headache at the minute, I've already explained that a big headache is having Marama on the bench, having seven players for the, or eight players, sorry, for those front seven positions. Lukaku, go Ings to Lukaku would cost me three point five. Yeah. I would ideally downgrade either Greenwood or Jota, depending on who's less assured of starts. Yeah. To a four point five midfielder who is just going to sit on my bench. Okay, then you're point five. Yeah, then I'm only 0.5 away. Okay. I could do I could do cash to a 4.5 either. Cash five. Cash is five. Oh, I thought he was I thought he was a four and a half. That's yeah, why he, I was. He, that's why I was so certain it was Shaw. Before, before the fourth week, cash was looking good value for five. After that game, not so much. I thought he was a 4.5. I just I never considered him to to be a player that could possibly be five. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so that's that's three so transfers. Save and cash. Back. Yeah. Without really ripping up my team, you know. Did they be good changes to make, John? Especially like uh, it won't take that long to. The not going to make points, especially if you say you're running with that team this week. So yeah. you've got I mean, other. Yeah, I'm, I'm mining up for next week. It's three transfers. It cost me minus four next week if I roll if I roll the transfer this week. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's a, a good, good way. Yeah, it's a good way of looking at yeah, it. Yeah, mine, mine, for for next week is kind of locked in as well. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to go to Ben Rama from from one of my midfielders, most likely Jota. Mm. What, what, uh, what, what, give Jota some more love, will you? God damn! If Jota has a great week, he's staying. But if if Ben Rama has a great week, there's no way he's not going in. Yeah. No, I just want to say the gears are kind of torn in my head here as we're having this. I mean, in theory, I could actually, I could actually do that. I could actually just go Ben Rama and Lukaku this week. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've like an outside idea that's coming into my head. It might just be a fleeting one that might pass, but I'm really thinking of uh, just, just all of a sudden doing a bench boost this week. <laughs> well, if you did it last week, you would have been laughing. I know, I know. That's what I'm afraid of. I think it's just it might be chasing those bench points because. I want. I, I kind of want to start Raya this week, but I also mm. kind of want to start San, Sanchez. And I'm the same with Ben Rama and you know obviously my other forward players. So I'm kind of like. I think I if if um personally this is just from 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 the game I watched, uh, Brentford Arsenal. I think Villa will cause them more problems than we did, and I think Ings is definitely going to cause them a lot more problems than Balogun did. Uh, I think like if if Raya pulls off the same like if he, if he can save as many shots uh, as he did against Arsenal, good points. Stop but... there, Ryan. They're yeah, playing they're Crystal playing Palace. Palace. Oh, sorry, I was looking at Backman on your bench. Yeah. Uh, that's the previous week. Yeah. yeah sorry, sorry. 
for the editor. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll keep that one in. That's a great joke. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, if we're looking at the fixtures here, right, Liverpool, Burnley, half 12 kickoff kickoffs to be the first game of the week because it's, it's going to ruin my weekend if we don't get a win. If, uh, what? Klopp hates them too. Yeah, Klopp hates them too. Like, yeah. half 12 kickoffs are just not a vibe in the, the state of Liverpool. Then. Try having an 8 o'clock uh, on a Friday. <laughs> oh, bro. Already right, on a Thursday. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a Thursday game. We normally win those this, this, this week. Uh, Aston Villa, Newcastle. Even though, like everything went through, like Saint Maximin. Saint Maximin was phenomenal for Newcastle yeah. Yeah. against West Ham. Um, but bar that, they didn't really have anyone. Bar you were saying yesterday, Matt Ritchie was tickling the fancy for a transfer in. He was. It's true. Now. The thing is, I think Aston Villa are going to flip the game week one performance and actually... No, I think they're going to make changes first and foremost. They're not going to start Ashley Young in midfield, that's for sure. But imagine Leon Bailey's coming straight in and that would be, the, that would be the, the one change. But Buendia in at the 10, I'd say. Or else onto the right wing. Start, start looking, at, looking like a team. Exactly. Palace, Brent, Palace Brentford. I don't know because... Because you don't know. I didn't see Palace. I didn't see Palace, so I, I can't comment. Uh, yeah. From from what I saw, Brentford, it, it, they have they look like they have the potential to be leaky, but they also look like they have the potential to be incredibly solid. Yeah, so that that's the kind of fixture that I'm kind of out of everyone else there, the the one that's kind of got more question marks about it than anything else for me. Uh, I know people are probably going. Oh, yeah, but you've got like Arsenal, Chelsea. But as you boys said, like Chelsea win potentially. Yeah. I still think Arsenal have to put a performance in for. So do I. We've never done it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think West Ham are going to do it against Leicester. Uh, Spurs do one over on Wolves. Man United run away with it against Southampton. Man City got will put Norwich to the sword. As a kind of yeah, don't be laughing at us. Yeah, I, I like at home, at home especially. It's like I don't know, man. And everyone thinks they're gonna run away with it. I, I think. I don't know. I don't know, man. Not not that I don't think they'll win. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna score four or five. I don't think they they've got the players at the yeah. minute. To me, it has a classic City five 0 all over. Yeah, yeah, the same. Yeah. And the they, thing they is, you, John, you 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 mentioned them earlier on. And he was definitely one of the picks in my head for potentially replacing Greenwood. And that is Ferran Torres. Torres because, yeah. but as you did say, he's not playing he doesn't this week. get a goal. If he doesn't get a goal, then he doesn't start next week. And he, he didn't, didn't get a goal. Get a goal. So he's not yeah, playing. He didn't get a goal last week. So it's like, right, well, are they going to bring De Bruyne straight back in and nah. then put maybe Sterling up top? Or Phil like... Foden's going to come in this week, I'd say. Yeah, so we're going to... We'll see who they actually play this week. I'd like, say it'll head. be a front three of Foden, Jesus, and Mares. Well, I, that, Ryan, you brought a name up there, and I saw a great joke. Imagine being Gabriel Jesus, a number <laughs> a bench striker for a team that doesn't even play a striker. Like, <laughs> but you know what, right? Every manager before Pep, he was class. 
He was yeah. him, him and Iheanacho, like they both looked like they were the two of the best young strikers in the league. And then Pep comes in, fucks Iheanacho off, and then Jesus becomes the substitute. I think he's a, it's, if you ever wanted to tell someone what a substitute was, just show them a picture of Gabriel Jesus. He start, um, he started against us at the empty. No, what what's their stadium? Empty had, and he scored a phenomenal goal against us. And I I was just like, right, okay, this gonna be him solidified. Nailed, nailed, yeah. place, and, and it just like Pep, whatever it is about Pep, he just hates strikers. Yeah, he does. He really does. The only striker he's ever liked is Lewandowski. The only striker. Yeah. Uh, Brighton Watford. Uh, I. There's not goals in it to be honest. That's that's my issue yeah. with that game. There's no goals in it. Yeah. I, I, I know Watford put three past Villa, but. but... Yeah, that's well, not going to be a regular occurrence. I, I don't think no. so, anyway. One was a deflected goal. Yeah. The other was a like unbelievable strike. Yeah. Like it, it's just not in that team. No, I don't think to so. Be either. score scoring that. Uh, Everton leads. Well, if based on last week's form, I'm going with Everton. I know Everton fans are very much up in the air that the the fan base didn't want Rafa in because of his allegiances to Liverpool, but. He suits Everton far more than Ancelotti ever did in the in the players that are there and the yeah, type, yeah. Of, type of football he will get them to play because Ancelotti always needs a superstar or two to, before they actually like do anything. Yeah, well, what so, Rafa what Rafa's good at is solidifying at the back and then yeah. starting to move forward. And what he has at Everton is a solid base at the back. He doesn't really have to. Oh, he didn't no. have to bring anybody in to improve it at the back. He, he might have wanted a better keeper, but like Pickford's okay. He's not a terrible keeper at all. Bro, did you see um, his mistake on the weekend? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, dude, he tried. He tried taking the ball out from the back, and then he just like fumbled his feet and gave it straight to whoever it was, and then they got their goal. Nice. It was your fella Armstrong. It was your oh, fella okay. Armstrong pulled okay. the top corner. It was. Um, uh, yeah, it was a shambles. Yeah, I, I think Godfrey's a good centre-back. I think Keane's a good centre-back. I think is a, a fantastic left-back. And you're not going to get much more solid at right-back than Seamus Coleman, realistically. Yeah. Uh, in midfield, you've got Allen, who's an absolute workhorse. Suits, suits him down to the ground. Decore, another workhorse. Suits him down to the ground. And then the issue is he's got he's got a shit front three other than uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, but that's the kind of player he does well with, is Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be a thing. You were talking about that, like, Calvert Loom might be the perfect replacement for Harry Kane. Yeah, well, Harry it's, it's not rumoured, but it's just who I personally would pick if I was getting rid of Harry Kane and I had money to spend. That's where I'd throw it. And a lot of people, I've seen Richarlison, uh, Pogba, Bruno were the top three transferred in players for this week. That's not a surprise. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, I, I think I think Pogba is a serious jump with a gun. I think I think a lot of people are making a big mistake with Pogba. Yeah, oh my God, I'm yeah. gonna agree with you there. Pogba yeah. got more assists in that one game than he did in all of last season. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's that says it all for me. If you look at the stats for assists in the Premier League over the years, like the record is twenty. Yeah. You know, shared by Kane and Henri, right? Yeah. I don't see Pogba breaking that. No. You know, no. The fact yeah. that Ozil had nine, had eighteen at Christmas and still didn't break it shows it's it's a it's an incredible record. Exactly, it's a very difficult record to break. And so even if Pogba has an amazing season, and let's say he gets close to it, 
Yeah. That's they will give him. We'll give him 15 assists yeah. over the next 37 games. Yeah. Mm. That's not enough for me to have in that fantasy team. No, you can't have someone in for assists. You just can't. No, not for assists. No. no. I, I think it might be a thing that people are going to man-mark him because I'm not sure if either of you listened to Ollie Gunnar Solcher's interview after the match, but he was saying that basically that was the first time that they allowed Pogba to just have free roam to turn up wherever he wanted to do. That's why for, say, the... Um, uh, the Fred goal, he was on the left wing and he crossed it in. Like, but you know what? I noticed, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no, um, far away. I, I noticed towards the end of last season, he was playing on the left a little bit as well. And he played on the right a couple of times too. I actually thought he was much better out wide than he is through the middle. Anytime I've seen him through the middle, he just looks he just looks sluggish and out, of, and out of place. But with the little bit of room that he got in the wings, he seemed to really, really enjoy himself. And I think, I, I think it could be a good position for him going forward. But the issue is when Rashford's fit and Sancho's fit, and you've got Cavani, who will probably still be be banging in about fifteen goals this season for United, and you've got Greenwood there as well. Who do you drop? You can drop it. Just I see Pogba getting dropped back into that. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. And then and then you've got Pogba struggling to get to get involved again. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the main reason why I'd avoid Pogba because I I can see Sancho starting this weekend. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like you got yeah, you got you got good few minutes in the final third. Like who who played with who played with in, in midfield for United? Who who were the two? McTominay. Fred. I can see I can see him dropping one of Fred and McTominay and putting in Sancho and keeping Dan James in. Dan James did not do much in that seventy. No, I know, but like I just think that he, he he's like he doesn't like playing players out of position that much. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting, but like the the quality that United have in depth, they can definitely try out a couple of <clears throat> a couple of different. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they've got op- they've got options, and they can they can really mix it up depending on who they're playing against, which is always a great thing to have. And it's a shame because Cavani got did Cavani get a hat trick or two goals against Southampton away last. It was year? two. It was two. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think he got a hat trick. Yeah. Yeah, I just re- just remember the header from the cross. Uh, the header off, off the bench, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it was. Yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 off the bench. It's so it's a shame that he's not on again this weekend. Definitely be getting a couple of goals. Hence why I'm keeping Greenwood in. Definitely think, yeah. <laughs> like Gr- Greenwood for me is just like an like an unbelievable talent. I agree. I, I fully agree. I think I, I think he's the only youth player in the league who's better than Martinelli. And I, I've I've huge faith in Martinelli. I think he's fantastic. But I think I think Greenwood's the only one in the league who's, who's absolutely heads heads above him. No question. Yeah, I, I, and he's learning from one of the best strikers of the last decade. One of the most like, lethal, yeah. most natural finishers that like European football has seen in the last decade. And you've no, seen no. how deadly he was running on to that strike. Yeah. What, what happened to all that Balogun love, Ryan? As I said, he was shocking. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm was not a big, right. I'm not a big fan of Balogun. I'm much more of a fan of Martinelli. Always have been. Yeah, yeah. Ryan was very disappointed that Martinelli wasn't involved yeah. as much as he had hoped. Yeah, Balogun, Balogun for me isn't isn't that great of a player. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have played Balogun. Personally, it's just the basis. Ryan, I put him in because I, I I saw he was he was locked to start. I thought Martinelli wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and then I may as well just talk about the the one transfer out of three people here t- 
and night i'm the one person that's actually gone ahead and like true i transfer in already uh so going for next week i've taken target out based on the fact that he only got a half a football and he's not guaranteed and for the price i'm not i'm not keeping the, the, that money on the on the bench so i went and i switched them out for tangana of spurs uh because he was phenomenal against man city on the weekend hopefully hopefully he does me justice and it wasn't just a, like a one-off i know a lot of people on twitter were given out at the fact that the amount of fouls that he was given away and didn't get a yellow card so he was precautious and thinking about between him and davidson sanchez for 4.5 Ryan, you said you don't trust a Spurs centre back. Uh, Tangana, we, we he's said more. Earlier, he's a little bit more likely to get an assist. Yeah, more likely out wide get an assist, and yeah, four point five. I think he's a solid shout with the mm-hmm. fixtures they have coming up as well. He's gar- if he's guaranteed to start and they're going to rotate between OR and Matt, Matt Doherty in the Europa League and Cup. Yeah, four point five for Tangana absolute shout uh, as far as i'm aware That's they're trying to get rid of a wire and they just, uh, they just yeah. can't they just can't find a buyer that that wire deal never made sense to me like he was an arsenal fan he was posting with like that fought with him that around. fought with him yeah. from 2012 in yeah, the arsenal bro. jersey with his own name on the back and everything like ah uh, yeah, you can't sign you can't as, a, as spurs you can't sign that player like you just can't no it just never it never felt right no it didn't to me no. at all um so there, there we go. But I think that's everything covered, is it? No. I just want before we go. I just want to give a shout out to uh, Chalaba. Oh yeah. Going forward, yeah, I mean, yeah, unbelievable goal in the debut. Yeah, and uh, a very, his, very his, emotional goal as well. His price offends me. His price offends me. At five, yeah, yeah. It offends me. It was his first ever appearance. Yeah. Five million. <laughs> no, go away. Go away, football FPL. Get off. Get out of here. Yeah, ridiculous. FBL, Fucking ridiculous. He's, he's, he's 18 years of age. He's 5 million. That's never happened before. Ever. Yeah, even uh, even Trent wasn't players 5 million when he was fucking, when he was 18. You expect those fringe players for the, for the, even the top six to be costing no more. Four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, yeah. sure. You take a, a fair look price. I don't even think, he's not even going to be oh, starting yeah. next week, like. Cast, yeah, yeah, Reese James is straight back in. Well, he was playing at centre back, so it's Thiago Silva who's straight back in. But, but like the point still stands. He's not, well, not going like to start. I can see Reece James coming and and as for the quest of slotting back there on the right yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, and then Thiago Silva in the center. It won't be Chalaba. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I did find it very funny when <laughs> Ryan, you were texting into our group chat going, "What's this price like? This is just a joke." Oh man, it was so offensive. So offensive. <laughs> It was great. I died. Five million. That's shocking. <laughs> shocking. Fallon making his first Premier League game. He's only ever played age. in the Dutch league. Like, where are you going? Like... Yeah. Nah, and, and, not for and me. As I said, very emotional. He did, like, after his mother passed, he made out a tweet saying that he'd make it and yeah. to score on his, like, home debut. Fantastic. I, I actually saw, I don't know, I don't know if you boys saw the interview with Lukaku. Uh, Lukaku's, Lukaku's really good mates with Nathaniel Klein or Nathaniel Chalaba and when they were doing the photo shoot they were asking him oh did you see Trevor's goal and he was like yeah yeah I, I was crying it was it was really emotional yeah yeah it, it, very very good interview with Lukaku yeah. I highly recommend people going out and 
Yeah, he lesson. sounds so English. I was I was shocked at how English is is English as how like English his accent was. He, he's a proper like London boy accent, like that was crazy. He's been, he's, like he's been there for like such a long. I know, time I I know, but like I've heard him talk before, and he always kind of sounded like he had a bit of a French tint to him. He didn't sound like that at all when he was talking in that interview. He could be doing an old Joey Bar. Oh no! What no? J- Jaden Sancho, did you hear his? What he did try to do the German, oh, German. put the German taint while speaking English. Oh, like, just, just don't do it, guys. It's not, a good, no, it's not a good. The best part was he did it while he was on England duty. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't if even doing it for Dortmund. Like, if you don't know what we're talking about. Check out Sancho German <laughs> German oh. accents on YouTube and so Joey Barton. French accents on uh, YouTube, two quality pieces. Jo- of jo- the best by Joey Barton was when he went, uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, As if he was trying to take you to English. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say? 